Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. I'm Pastor Mike Hannell. In today's service, you will hear Pastor Carl Copen bring you readings from God's Word and a sermon followed by the Lord's Prayer and His Benediction. But before that, a few quick announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. If you're listening to this, you've found us at our new time slot, 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. This should be the new time from now on that you can tune in to listen to us each week. So thanks for tracking us in that time change, you returning listeners, and welcome everyone else who's hearing us for the first time. You're also welcome to join us for our regular in-person worship schedule with social distancing practices in place. We meet at our downtown Kankakee location on Saturday at 5 p.m. and at our Bourbon A site on Sunday at 8.30 and 11.05 a.m. Today's service is a rebroadcast of last week's in-person service. If you want to listen or watch any of our services, you can visit our webpage, stpaulslutheran.net, and click Worship on the menu. And you can also keep up with us on our Facebook page for more information of any changes that may become necessary. We pray that you are blessed by the Lord's words this day. In our readings today, for All Saints Day, as we celebrate the first from Revelation chapter 1, giving us that glimpse of eternity and being around the throne of God. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him there. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when he saw the crowds... He went up to a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are 
persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message comes from our first reading from John's Revelation, chapter 21, especially verses 3 and 4. We pray. O Lord, thank you for the vision you give us through the Apostle John. Comfort and encourage all of your children with the promises of heaven and eternity that are given us through Jesus. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. As I said at the beginning of the service, we are in the midst of a small group campaign, the Draw the Circle, taking a look at our our prayer life and, and just prayer in general. That first week we considered the sort of the focused prayer life, right? The second week we looked at the idea of dreaming big as our, uh, with our prayers as we pray according to God's will. Pastor Hanel talked about how prayer really changes us, right? Last weekend we looked at the intensity of our prayers to, to pray hard, saw that it required commitment and great faith to step forward knowing that God is hearing our prayers. And in that Reformation worship, Pastor Hanel talked about Martin Luther's work in, in helping us really get a new perspective on prayer, a reformation of prayer. And we saw how Luther, the pastor, helped others with their prayer, with their conversation, with their Heavenly Father. And so this weekend, as I said, we, we still think about prayer, but really it needs to be in the context of the big picture of God's will, really the long view. And that's our focus today as we consider the celebration of All Saints Day. I've said it a lot of times, and I think I said it last year, that All Saints Day is an interesting time for me as a pastor. Seeing as most of you all, uh, when you get to church, you, you always sit in your regular spot in church. There's, a, there's an emptiness, an empty spot when someone dies. And after 24, uh, now 25 years as your pastor, I look around in the church and at the school, a lot of familiar faces that are missing. Since last year, we had some names, right? There were Jerry and Trudy Morical that sat near the back of the church on the pulpit side. There's Deborah Shakirky who would be here and, and Dolores Bergman, longtime member uh, Myrna Clayton and Mary Yarno who had been a member for just about 15 days or so. There's also Frank Quaintance who loved getting back to church and spending the, after spending the winter down south. Also Orville Neatfeld who liked getting into the back row at the late service. <laughs> All those names that we speak today, that those names that were spoken, Trudy and Donald and Armand and George and Deborah and Lillian, Frank and Sal, Gerald, Dolores and Orville, Sue, Sandra, Art and Phyllis, Prelisa, Myrna, 
Sandy, Mary, and Edward. And as we read those names, I'm sure that you were speaking some other names in your mind as those names were mentioned today. A pastor shared an interesting encounter when he wrote this. He said, I was writing at the end of uh, the, I was at, we're writing at the end of my sermons yesterday, and the telephone rang, and a student said, my, last night my child died. And he writes, what could I say to him? I will say to him what I say to anyone. And he said, and it's captured in this hymn, which is our closing hymn today. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant and blood support me in the raging flood. When every earthly prop gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. In the first half of our reading today, we heard John describing his vision of heaven and eternity. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. That gives us hope, doesn't it? I think we would all agree that one of the greatest things about the Christian gospel is its message of hope in the midst of death and chaos. When we are walking through some of the darkest valleys that life can lead us, we can find ourselves in the same places like Mary and Martha. I'm sure you remember that Bible account. Lazarus should not have died, uh, but he did. And the sisters had called on Jesus, but he didn't answer right away. And he didn't answer the way they expected or wanted, and Lazarus' life was out of their hands. There was really nothing left for them to do except mourn his death. And then when Jesus finally does arrive, Mary is upset and puzzled, and she questions Jesus, saying, Lord, if only you had been here, things would have been different. Lazarus wouldn't have died. Where were you? Jesus sees that grief, and he feels for her. He raises Lazarus to life, and offers hope really to all who face death. Jesus says that he will raise to life all of those who live and believe in him. You see, it's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ that's highlighted today as we celebrate All Saints Day. The book of Revelation describes a joyous celebration of all those gathered around the throne of the Lamb in heaven. They, they've gone through their time of suffering and tribulation, They've been faithful to the end. Now all of that is behind them. God has wiped away their tears and their sorrows. There's no more death or mourning or pain or dying. There's only a joyous celebration as they praise God for the victory that he has given to them through the Lamb who's died for them. 
and made them new and clean. He's given them white robes of righteousness and purity. Victoriously, they wave palm branches and call out with the angels and all those in heaven saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is, who who was, who is, and is to come. Salvation comes from our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All praise and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. In chapter 21, in today's reading, we hear about something new. A new heaven and a new earth. When God created the Garden of Eden, it was a perfect place. A place where God and his people really lived together in harmony. In the beginning, didn't have any of those problems. There was no death, no crying, no grief, no pain. But then sin entered the world and it corrupted all of creation. It corrupted our own lives. In our reading today, at the end of all things, we hear God bringing this sinful world to an end and creating something new. A new heaven and a new earth where God will once again dwell with his people, that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes so that there be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. But there in that perfect place, we will gather with all the saints who have gone before us. Those saints whose names were written in human history, maybe because of something they did in the name of Jesus. There are also those saints whose names are not recorded anywhere, except in the book of life. Christians who were really never famous, but were faithful to their calling as disciples of our Lord. They, knowing their weaknesses, trusting in his grace, serving in whatever way they were able. There in that perfect place are all the saints who are going to come after us. Those to whom we have passed on the gospel through word and deed, and those who have received the message of Jesus' love through them, and so on. This hope and this confidence of a life beyond this life are true, the true blessing that comes with knowing Jesus as God and Savior. Even if we are to face the worst in this world, we, we can do so knowing that Jesus had made it possible for us to pass through death into a glorious new life. Through his death and resurrection, he has given us the gift of life, eternal life. Now, this doesn't mean that death won't bring with it pain as we grieve the death of our loved ones. Let me share with you a story that I read. It goes something like this. It was a pastor told of this occasion where he was a recent graduate. Not long after he began his first parish, an 11-year-old boy contracted a rare disease and died. And at this child's funeral, This young preacher preached what he thought was a a good, comforting message. He said, don't be afraid. Your son's in heaven with the Lord. He's perfect. He's whole again. And assured the gathering, the boy was safe with Jesus. But afterwards, the the father spoke with the pastor and said, Pastor, I know you're trying to comfort us by telling us that our son is in heaven, but that doesn't take away the pain. We're really hurting at this moment because we miss him so much. He's not here with us. To not feel him close to us, that's what's causing us so much pain. 
The pastor listened to that grief and went home. He was feeling deeply for the family and longed to find some way to bring some comfort to them and, and, and some hope. He thought about it and prayed how he could comfort them in that loss. And, and he was preparing for the worship services on Sunday. And he, his eyes fell on a passage in the communion liturgy that, that we will have uh, later in the service. And he had sung and read it so many times. There in the liturgy was not his comfort for the grieving family, but the Lord's comfort for them. That familiar phrase that, therefore with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. So the pastor went to visit the family again, and he said, I, I know you're separated from your son, and it hurts deeply. There's nothing that can be done to bring him back in a physical way. But think about this for a minute, he said. He says, when you come to church Sunday, when you come to communion, when you kneel at the altar, you are joined together once again with him. Because in that moment, heaven meets earth and we are in communion with all the saints. Those who are still in this life that are around us at the altar and those who've gone before us in heaven already. Every time you come to communion, you're with him and he with you. Maybe it's a kind of a foretaste of the heavenly reunion you're going to have with him one day when you will never be separated from him again. A lot of tears that time. Tears of grief mixed with tears of joy. Pastor said that uh, that following Sunday, the parents came for communion and it was clear they were crying. And as they returned to their seats, they briefly embraced. And, and at the end of the service, the parents were just too choked up to talk to the pastor, but the, uh, the father grabbed the pastor's arm and smiled. No words were needed. Hope. All Saints Sunday. It reminds you and me of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1, we read, In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. That hope assures you and me that even though we might be separated physically from our loved ones, we're still with one, we're still one with them in church, joined to them in Christ. All Saints Day reminds you and me that we are part of the church. Not the, not the Lutheran church or the Anglican church or even St. Paul's church, but the church, the holy Christian church the holy people of God everywhere, from all ages, in heaven and on earth. Christians of all times, our grandparents and our parents, spouses and children, dear Christian friends, all those that have died in Christ and are now raised to life with him and who live with him forever. You know, in faith, we have been joined to Christ we become members of his church in our baptism, made new and clean through his blood and made heirs of eternal life now and forever. We're part of a community, aren't we? A communion of saints, holy people that inhabit earth and heaven and share the glory of God. There is such a great comfort for you and me 
in all of this, and there is just as it was for those grieving parents. You know, we've all lost people that we love. That loss is sometimes devastating. To feel that we will never see that person again. To think that we will never hear their voice or see their face. That is the pain of loss. That is the sting of death uh, that Paul talks about. But the great comfort we celebrate today is that those who have lived with Jesus in this life are with him in eternity. Whom, uh, those that we have loved and still love, they are not lost. A lot of times we talk about a person dying, that they've passed away or they've lost a loved one, and, but they're not really lost, are they? They haven't passed away as if being vaporized into nothing. They've passed on passed on to a new life. And although we cannot see them or embrace them, they're still with us in that one faith and hope. And the best news is that in faith, we will see them again. Just one more story. We had a member here some time ago whose husband was very faithful in bringing her to church. He himself was a man of faith, but he had his church and she had hers here, and, and he made sure she made it to church here and it was about five years ago that she died. A little bit, a little year after that, he was in the hospital and not doing well. So I wanted to stop by and visit and pray with him. As we talked, it was clear that he knew he was close to dying. And I tried to encourage him, remind him that his wife had gone on before him, that she was with Jesus, and told him that soon he too would uh, he, would, he would see her and so many others that had gone on before. He sighed and he said, I hope so. I hope I've done enough. Meaning to get into heaven. At that moment, my heart breaks, you know. And so I called out his name and he looked at me and I, and I said, Have you been baptized? He said, Yes. I said, Do you believe in Jesus? I said, yes. And I said, do you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and King? He said, yes. I called his name out again, and I said, I reminded him that it is not what he has done for his salvation, but what his Savior Jesus has done to claim him, claiming him in water through the gift of faith. That is the hope that he has. That is the truth that gives us hope with all the saints. Yeah, the, the, the best news is that in faith we will see them again. That, that's a great comfort in knowing that those who suffer terribly through illness in this life, those that have been snatched away suddenly, those who have died in a tragic accident or in fear, they are now safe and in peace and sheltered, as we heard in the reading. Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And as we celebrate All Saints Day, we remember all of God's people, past, present, and those not yet born. Celebrate that God showed them the grace that God showed them in giving them the gift of faith and his presence in their lives. But like the pastor that talked with that grieving family, we also have the opportunity to, every time we celebrate communion, not just to commemorate, but to commune. 
to commune with Jesus and with them too. Because it's here in this place where heaven and earth meet. Reminded of the water of baptism that washed over us and welcomed us into God's family. We're reminded of God's word of promise that sustains us along our journey throughout life. We're blessed to receive from God his son's body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Yes, here in this holy place, the church meets. Church in heaven, the church on earth. They touch together as we humbly and joyfully receive the blessings and the grace of God. So as you come to communion today, you may like to remember those you love who are no longer with us, those who've died in the faith. It may be an old memory. It may be a very recent one. You may remember that we joined with them in this holy meal where heaven and earth meet together. We join our voices with the angels, with the archangels, and all those saints gathered around the throne of God praising God and thanking him for his love. That is our faith. That is our joy. And that is our hope. And may that hope be yours today and every day until you too come face to face with Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Go with God's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thanks again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. You can continue to hear our online worship services on our website. Just go to stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu. God's blessings to you this day.